Chapter Twenty Four of the Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or the Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or the Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter Twenty Four dr victor juno's escape from his dungeon jemmy the overseer had a secret trial by the bloody conspirators and upon the evidence given by george and william who perjured themselves jemmy was pronounced guilty and a true bill of indictment was found against him the next day when he was tried in the court of sessions before a judge and prosecuting attorney who belonged to the bloody clique however it must be remembered that Victor Juno escaped before Jemmy's public trial took place, which confirmed Deacon Rob Stew's former suspicion of the guilt of Jemmy, and therefore additional witnesses were placed upon the stand. The night watchman, whom Dr. Juno locked up in his cell the night of the tussle, was a first-class witness for the conspirators, and of course Jemmy was found guilty of felony and sentenced forthwith for life to solitary confinement in the eastern penitentiary this gave a quietus to the only man who really knew anything positive of the workings of the asylum except pat o'connor and judy mccrae and when they learned how summarily jemmy was dispatched they very likely would be silent lest they might be served in the same way deacon rob stew sought an interview with pat o'connor as soon as he had an opportunity after he met him and judy mccrae at the asylum when he had arrested jemmy and said pat i want to know what you meant by coming into my presence in the asylum and ejaculating so furiously that you would expose the whole thing the day that i arrested jemmy the conspirator was it you who was in conspiracy with jemmy ach me saint patrick your honor should know me better than that said pat what did you mean when you said you would expose the whole thing responded the deacon expose the whole ting ejaculated pat and stammering well i was told by that master juno's servant that you had murdered me mistress armington and that mr juno camed home from visitin a sick person a long ways away this is what was the whole ting what i was saying i'd expose pat are you telling me the truth asked the deacon and may me soul cease to live if it ain't solemnly said pat who however had other ideas but he considered an ounce of policy might be worth ten thousand pounds of truth just now and he knew well enough if the deacon had the least suspicion of him being informed of miss lucinda armington and dr victor juno being or having been in their philanthropic insane asylum he would cause his and judy mccrae's arrest conviction and imprisonment and although as dr juno is at liberty he had better not be seen in juno's company else mischief might befall him and his judy pat was no fool in reasoning thus and especially as the deacon looked determined and spoke very threateningly 
had considered discretion the better part of valor the bloody conspirators at this stage of proceedings had to make powerful efforts to stigmatize dr juno as a wicked monster and awful liar for they felt certain that he would at once pounce upon the rostrum and expose all he knew but the influence of all the religious denominations who believe everything the bloody conspirators say was immense and by the hue and cry against dr juno as the seducer eloper and deserter of miss lucinda armington he could be held up to such scorn and contempt that his practice as a physician would be utterly ruined and few if any would dare to go near him there was only one thing to be dreaded his tongue in the rostrum for the wicked and curious people will go to hear him and he has a way of addressing them that convinces thousands that he is in the right now something must be done to stop him from preaching in large halls or theatres or they the conspirators would as sure be ruined as water runs downhill they could easily prevent their followers and even the great majority of the worldlings from believing anything that dr juno might say so far as his incarceration was concerned but when he gets a chance to preach or write for a paper he argues in such a manner as to positively show his auditors and readers that his doctrines are sound and prove to everyone that all the religionist views and teachings are antichrist and antinatural although the very hearers or readers who are convinced that his logic is correct nevertheless may not believe him to be an honest or truthful man hence it is no trouble for the elect to say that he has been away with miss armington if he should say that the saints abducted him or miss armington and imprisoned them in the insane asylum pat o'connor and judy mccrae made up their minds that they would remain quietly at home and attend to their business and would positively not have any intercourse with dr juno but if the general would return they would confide the matter to him the general was still in liverpool at this time and as soon as victor juno had escaped the bloody conspirators managed to write to him at once and gave him the sore information that dr juno had returned home evidently having deserted his daughter miss lucinda armington that unless they gave the general the first information of it and someone else would do so he might suspicion his faithful brethren and lose faith in their integrity they told the general in their letter that they learned that miss lucinda was then in london the mother of a little son and that he had better direct his steps there for she was evidently in poverty and great distress the poor general went almost mad when he received the news and concluded that he would go to london and diligently search for his misled child and if he failed to find her in a certain period he would sail for his home in america for he felt as though his beloved daughter was near her own home at any rate he was nearly insane and he would return to revenge himself on victor juno and he would seek him and with a loaded revolver pointed at dr juno's breast he would make him confess or 
shoot him dead whenever general washington armington made up his mind to do anything he would never cease thinking of it until he had fulfilled his mental promises he therefore went to london in company with his expert detective but after a fortnight's diligent search they gave it up as a failure the detective told the general that he felt certain that neither his daughter nor dr juno had been in europe as reported but that he believed and he claimed his judgment to be good that his daughter was hid away not far from the general's own home this coincided exactly with the general's own views the latter therefore started for america and arrived at his residence in a very brief season where the faithful servants were found when he arrived pat o'connor intended to confide what he knew at once to his master but the general was in such an agitated state of mind that he would not give pat an opportunity to say anything to him the only thing he asked pat was is victor juno at his home yes said pat my god retorted the general and asked pat to leave him he now prepared a six-shooter and at once sat out to seek dr victor juno he found the doctor in his medical office where he accosted him thus now you infernal rascal where is my daughter that is just what i want to know anxiously but coolly this so enraged the general that he presented his revolver to dr juno's breast and fired end of chapter twenty four recording by john brandon